Well, hello there. Thanks for stopping into Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop for a random curiosity uh, where we do like a, just a, a little short take on whatever topic I seem uh, to deem fit to talk about. And today, of course, is February the 14th, and it is Valentine's Day. If you got to catch earlier, uh, released an episode on the Season 2 recap of Legend of Vox Machina, and since it is Valentine's Day, I thought it only appropriate to talk about love, but love uh, odds bodkin style, which is always kind of creepy and haunted, and there's usually a little bit of gore involved, and and that's what we're going to talk about. Some some fun things to watch. If you're a horror fan, if you're a genre fan, and you want to celebrate Valentine's Day in, in style your way, here are some, some great horror love stories. Now, you could go quite literal with Valentine's Day and watch My Bloody Valentine, something like that. You could also go the route of... <laughs> Maybe a one-sided love affair with uh, Annie Wilkes and Paul Sheldon in Misery. Uh, although that that climax of the their fight at the end is is very much like a sex scene. And I know when they were filmed it, they filmed it almost like a sex scene, only with violence. And and the climax is when Paul strangles Annie and kills her. And the way they did that, it very much had a sexual feel to it. Uh, very much that would be appropriate for Valentine's day but we're going to talk about some of my favorite horror stories horror films that very much have a component of a love story in them and one of my favorites right off the bat one of my favorite novels it is the classic vampire tale it is the movie from 1992 bram stoker's dracula of course directed by francis ford coppola a laundry list of stars in it uh, gary oldman winona Ryder, anthony hopkins keanu reeves richard e grant Carrie Elway's just the list goes on and on Tom Waits is in it but this story very much a a classic love story in that you have the Dracula character played by Gary Oldman his wife has been long dead and he feels that the Mina Harker character is the reincarnation of his bride and he goes to London to seduce her to to the dark side if you will and all throughout this movie you get such uh, wonderful visions of love I mean you do get a werewolf humping a girl, uh, which was, I was not expecting that, uh, and uh, slightly, slightly erotic. Uh, I mean, I've got to talk to my therapist again. But at any rate, you get these uh, moments between Winona Ryder and Gary Oldman, the Dracula and Mina Harker characters, that just have such intensity and such passion. And, and really, the chemistry between these two on the screen is just, I mean, it's so palpable that it really lends to the love story that, that we see play out in, in tragic ways. Uh, so really... Bram Stoker's Dracula uh, has to be one of my favorite horror stories that have a component of love. And I, I loved Gary Oldman. I, I don't know if he actually said this, but I saw a quote from him that he wanted to play Dracula because he wanted to say the line, I've crossed oceans of time to find you. He said it was worth playing that role to say that line. And uh, it's such a wonderful line and one of many that he gets to, to recite in this fantastic horror story that, that definitely has a Valentine's Day love component to it. 
The second movie, I think, is a fantastic horror movie. Uh, the next two movies actually really kind of delve into horror and body horror, but also have components of a love story within them. And we're talking about 1986's The Fly, starring uh, Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis. I mean, this is a David Cronenberg classic uh, known for its... It, it's got some moments of levity. It's got some comedy. Jeff Goldblum, you know, exceeds and excels at comedy. But it also has uh, a lot of horror to it. And that body horror, the transformation, and the special effects and the practical makeup. You know, today if they did this, it'd all be some shitty CG. And it just wouldn't have the same feel that it had back in 86 where they're doing all this, you know, practical with animatronics. And, and and prosthetics and things like that and the love story in this is so spectacular you've got uh jeff goldblum who's kind of that quirky everyman scientist uh playing seth you've got gina davis playing ronnie who you know the the two of them together just had a uh, great chemistry and you know to find out that she gets pregnant with seth's child and he's going through this transformation becoming the fly and that that heartbreaking scene at the very end where he's gone through the the teleportation thing his human fly body is spliced with so, some machinery and metal and wires and whatnot and he, he crawls out of this pod and she goes to shoot him and she can't do it and you see his fly hand pull the shotgun up to his head and and she can't but then she decides to because she loves him and wants to ease his suffering it's just it, it's a it's a beautifully tragic love story and that's kind of one of the things you'll find in these horror uh love stories is that most of them and tragically, I mean, that's why it's a horror story, but uh, but this is such a, a, a fantastic love story and a beautiful story and uh, a beautiful story done in such a horrific way with that uh, with that imagery of Jeff Goldblum as the fly. Now, our third movie we're going to talk about, just briefly, uh, a great movie to watch on Valentine's Day. If you want a love story that is set in the midst of some horrific things, American Werewolf in London, just an all-time classic, probably one of the greatest werewolf movies ever made, thanks to John Landis, who who directed this. It's got a fantastic cast, but you have the, the two principal characters, uh, David and Alex, and she is the nurse that's nursing him back to health after he's had the run-in with the werewolf that killed his friend Jack. And we get to see them them you know, becoming closer and, and falling in love. We get to watch the love story play out right before their eyes. They don't spend a lot of time together, but the time they do spend together is intense and it's passionate. And and all the while, he is changing and, and becoming the wolf and, and going to out and doing unspeakable things. And and all the while, while this is happening, it's juxtaposed against the, the love story that we're seeing play out before our eyes between these two characters. And there again, that, that tragic scene at the end where David is the wolf, he's the werewolf, Alex thinks she can, she can appeal to his human side, and you almost think she's done it for, for a brief second, and you almost hold out hope that things are going to end okay, but then the, the wolf, the animal, the beast takes over and lunges at her, and then that's when the police shoot him, and then he turns back into a human, and, and the agony on Alex, and that just... It's such a, a beautiful love story. Again, when it's in horror, it ends in such tragic ways, but a, a 
perfect love story uh, if you like horror to watch on Valentine's Day. Now, this fourth and final film we're going to talk about, one of my favorite love stories that plays out in the midst of horror. Uh, we're going back to another vampire movie, but this one plays out a, a little bit different. Of course, I'm talking about 2008's uh, Swedish film, Let the Right One In, of course, directed by Tomas Alfredson. And this is a different kind of love story. It doesn't have anything to do about sex. It doesn't have anything to do about uh, a, a relationship, adult relationships. This is much, very much the innocence of childhood love. And set in the backdrop of this vampire story where you have the vampire uh, Ellie who's old for, you know, she's stuck in this this. 12 year old body and you have uh her kind of becoming the protector of this bullied kid oscar and the relationship they be that they build you know she's very standoffish because you know she's been taught to 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 keep people away but then she lets him in and and the the bonding over that rubik's cube and and the relationship that builds and it's very much innocent an innocent relationship but very much a, a love story if you will and it's kind of juxtaposed against the horror of what is being done to to keep her alive and what she has to do later on when when her keeper is no longer able to but it's also the innocent love between ellie and oscar is juxtaposed against the relationship that ellie has with i, I can't remember if, how to pronounce his name uh hakan played by per ragnar and he's kind of like her keeper and and you realize at the end when Ellie and Oscar are, are leaving, she's in this trunk and they're knocking Morse code messages to one another. You realize that Oscar is in the same place that Hakan character was probably many, many years back where he was young and fell in love with Ellie and and decided to, to be her protector and watch over her. And he probably ran off with her as a, as a young boy and never to go back to his family. And he grew old. And you see the fate that Oscar probably has before him. And it, it's such a beautiful, and I guess in some ways that is a tragic story because she is going to long outlive him. And and he is going to have to uh, die knowing that uh, he'll no longer be around to, to watch over her uh, because she is still, like I said, in a 12-year-old's body. Knowing that somebody else new will have to come along eventually to, to take care of her, uh, even though the, the feelings of love are still there. It's Again, yeah, maybe uh, the love is different in this than the other movies, but still ends uh, with a an air of tragedy about it when you when you look further down the line. So there you have it. Those are just a few of my my favorite horror stories that have that uh, semblance of a love story intertwined in them. There's there's plenty more out there. Uh, search them out. Uh, maybe next year we'll do some fantasy uh, or we'll talk some sci-fi Valentine's Day stuff. Who knows? But. This Valentine's Day, I thought very appropriate. The heart pumps blood, and there's nothing bloodier than the horror genre. So uh, go enjoy some some horror love stories, and a happy Valentine's Day. So don't forget to check out our Facebook page, Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop on Facebook, for all that's going on with horror, fantasy, and science fiction. No matter where you listen to this podcast, please subscribe to it, follow it, download it, uh, share it, and leave a review. Five stars would be awesome. But whatever review you leave, we do appreciate that. So until next time.